Hey modelers, welcome to the Model Geek Skill Modeling Podcast. Here, we will be discussing anything and everything as it relates to the world of scale modeling. Before we start, we would like to take a moment and thank all of you, the listeners out there, for your support. We would also like to thank our great sponsors for their support. Detail Scale, Furball Aero Design, Tamiya USA, Sprue Brothers, and Basis by Bill. Please have a look at their websites and have a look at all their fine products. Now, buckle up and ride along as we journey into the world of scale modeling. We really hope that you will download and make us a part of your modeling bench sessions. Now, here are the geeks, Darren Cook, Scott Samo, Andrew Frill, and Andrew White. Hello and welcome to episode 44 of the MGPC. This is Whitey coming at you. I got the uh, seat tonight and it's good to have D-Ran back. And hey. he was along with us and so is Frildo. Cool. We've got a full crew tonight. Uh, how you guys doing? Cool in the gang. We're all here. Good, man. Episode 40 right. freaking four. I feel like this thing's becoming a job. It's like we recorded, we <laughs> dropped, we're recording again, all to try to get back on our previous schedule damn you mojo and and stay offset of the mojo guys which is you know that's good not only for them it's good for us it's good for the modeling community uh it gives people um something to look forward to each week at their bench right yeah yeah well the way i feel right now is i take a pillowcase and fill it full of bars of soap and beat the shit out of you (laughs) (laughs) no i'm just kidding i love those guys pg pg um, yeah, speaking of, we Saturday night had a little sit down with the, uh, couple with those guys and the, uh, and Stuart and Terry from the, uh, scale modeling podcast up in Canada, uh, just to kind of a, um, Hey, Hawaii sort of session, right? That's right. Yeah. It was a good time. It was great. But you said just those guys, see y- y'all bailed out at what? 11 30, 12 o'clock. Well, yeah, and then did you guys get back on again? Or what? Oh, yeah, I got on there, and uh, some of the West Coast on. fellas chime in or something, or yeah, man, I was on until almost one in the morning. Oh, so see, I was Doug, I was Doug got on from uh, the Triple P, and you know, we we shot the stuff for a little bit, but it was it was really good to get with everybody and uh, say hello, and you know, just uh, kind of touch base. It was fun. All right, good. Yeah, I was bummed I missed it, man. We had to make a. Uh, a resupply run to West Virginia and uh, get the daughter stocked back thought, up on everything. Again. I thought you were at like a women's volleyball game. I or saw something. volleyball. Did. Basketball. Did. Don't have, you don't have stores in West Virginia. <laughs> I mean, did. I know it's, you know, mountain mama country home and all that kind of stuff. But <laughs> well, that was the first time we had seen her since she left back in the uh, middle of August. And uh, we tried to go to a hockey game. But we couldn't. We had planetarium tickets, so we couldn't get to the hockey game and get to the planetarium. Oh, well, yeah. the planetarium's um, more exciting. Well, I wanted to go see hockey, so when we go back, we're gonna go to a hockey game. I think the women's volleyball probably pretty cool too. You know, yeah, I mean, I'm just saying. They got a minor league team out there. They have a like a, a club team, and they also have an NCAA team. Okay. Yeah, Division One. Oh, all right. There you go. I had no idea. Yeah, How's man. their football team doing this year? Well, we're all right. We're three and three, or they're three and three. I think three and three, or three and two, something like that. You know, 
uh, Nemo, you brought up the uh, the hot, the uh, volleyball. Uh, how that that's probably more exciting. I, and I I agree. I I go back to the Texas days. That that was really oh, big. It's a big back deal. there was was football and volleyball. Those were the two big sports, man. I mean, yeah, we had baseball, and baseball was had its mainstay, but it just seemed like uh, varsity varsity volleyball and varsity football in high school. That was it. Yeah, I mean, I think for the girls, there it was like basketball, and but volleyball yeah. was probably the, the the number one thing. I think it was bigger than basketball. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, and uh, and then for our 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 school, we sucked at football. I think we. I. I don't think we won any games our senior year. We were horrible. It's just awful. We, we, my, my senior year, the football team went and played at uh, state level. We played in the Astrodome with the Houston uh, Oilers. Oh, no Houston Oilers stand right what? there on the sideline. Oh, man, yeah, that yeah, that's been cool. cool. That'd been cool. The team, the the school, like that was our big rival. That uh, they just absolutely demolished us every year. They, um, for some reason, all all the the kids that they all went there. Wonder why that was. I don't know. It seemed like all the, all the kids they they would like we would go to school with these kids in like junior high, and they were like we were really good in football in junior high, and then in high school they all moved. All the really good kids all moved to the same school, hmm. about five miles down the road. Hmm. And did they they get I all why that was. Up with steroid steroid high? Yeah, I just I wonder if <laughs> we heard rumors that. They would get low interest mortgage rates on uh, homes if they moved and changed school districts. And no, yeah, well, it's no, just no, an yeah. assumption. Yeah, it's just an assumption. Not, <laughs> not Texas high school football. No, no, no. Just a rumor. Hey, modelers, have you ever struggled with how to display a contest winning model or a project you completed after many years of work? How about protecting a model built for a veteran or family member? Well, Basis by Bill has a solution. Their museum-quality display cases are the perfect way to protect and enhance that special model. Built by modelers for modelers, Basis by Bill display cases are available for any type of model and for any size. Check out their website at basisbybill.com to see their new range of Astro cases, available in 18 different sizes, or to get your own custom-built display case quote. Use the code GEEKS at checkout to apply a 10% listener discount to your order. That code again is GEEKS for 10% off. Bases by Bill for all your display model case needs. All right, Anyways, Geeks, what do, you, uh, what do you guys in work on, man? What? What? In what? work? Like, do you guys build work? models? Work? I think that's what the show's I'm about, work? right? Let's see. <laughs> yeah, nah, but I got some friends that like, um, like flew an airplane once or whatever. Like my dad's, um, or my grandpa. Like he was in a squadron once, and he knew some guys. And like, uh, they there was a plane in a museum that I saw on Saturday. <laughs> like that was <laughs> you know, but I don't know what models, model nah. museum planes. No, nah. well, well, let's save that for later. I knew a guy once. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, um, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not on work on anything right now. Still, nothing. I still. Well, we just. We just. It's only been a few days, but I just. I, this past weekend, the weather was just too nice, so I went and played golf. And Alice and I did some stuff outdoors and did out worked in the yard. And I'm just kind of like trying to figure out what I'm going to start next. And you know, I don't. I don't know. I. I'm not. Um, 
not real motivated to work on anything right now for some crazy reason. I think Uh-oh. the the SU twenty seven and the roof just kind of took a little bit out of me. So I'm like, eh, just take a little bit of a break. Look, looking forward to going to the next show uh, oh, this, this weekend. weekend. Yeah, so so that'll be good. That'll be good. But I don't have anything on the bench just yet. Hmm. Yeah. So going back, White had mentioned it uh, before. You know that we just dropped on Friday. Here it is Monday. We're recording again, uh, all to keep ourselves on schedule. But uh, so there really hasn't been a lot of change other than our podcast uh, call. So uh, I, I know viewer mail is probably going to be pretty light. Uh, I was yeah, it was. Yeah, like two of them. Yeah, just a couple, and only because of the short. But good Lord Almighty! Oh man, I'm next, aren't I? Next for what? <laughs> show? show? Yeah. yeah Oh my goodness. So we're going to have a good two solid weeks. I'm going to have a lot of emails coming up, but, uh, no, it's all good. What about you, Frill? Well, real quick, another positive about the podcast is we're bringing back a long lost member. Jerry Whiteside said that he would be at the next meeting. What? No. Yes. So we resurrected him from the, from the, the shadows in three days. In three days, which I didn't know we had one in three days next week. But, I thought you know, it was, yeah. Well, I did see one of the emails was to you for those eight six yep. decals. You're yep, Ari, yeah, he's going to bring it to the meeting, and uh, I guess that'll be my cue for me to start working on that stuff so yep. I can get that off out of here. And uh, still working on the P38. I am going around. I'm getting the natural metal done. Uh, just going around, just fading different panels and stuff now. I'm not real thrilled with how the the metal went down. It, it's smooth, but it just, it doesn't look right to me. So what did, uh, what you, what'd you use to spray the, like the base coat? What'd you use? Um, I use some Tamiya LP 11. Yeah. And then I came back with some Alclad airframe aluminum, aluminum. And then I'm going to hit some stainless steel in a few areas, like around the turbochargers, intercoolers did, and stuff. You didn't try the, the, the thing. Oh, I'm, I'm going to. Next. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna do that next, like because you can't really um, pre shade natural metal, I guess. So I was gonna do that to help pre shade everything, kind of knock yeah, everything so, back. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yep. You, I, you should try that. The whole just use some Tamiya tape and um, tape off a panel, or use a post it note and just use that light uh, black, super super thin mix. Um, then you That's don't your have black to worry brown mix, right? Yeah, and then yeah. you don't have to worry about using different metals on top of different metals, and it just gives some really, really cool effects. Um, and it's a lot; it's so much easier than uh, than using different colored metals. You can make the metal look a different color just by using that real thin black brown because you you don't need hardly any of it, and you, it's not gonna. It's just to me acrylic, so it's, so it just it's not gonna. So it just shades it a little bit. That sounds just that sounds yeah, and cool. you can use different different uh you just have to barely dust it on and and then you can polish it and it gives a really cool like metallic kind of effect vice trying to load the airbrush with more metalizer and spraying different met- it's just because it, it usually it comes out speckly and just looks a little See, yeah now that's another tool in my toolbox i'm gonna do that on this saber right. dog man so like i don't know if you guys can see that like so i was doing the outer wings today just going around now, and it, it, it kind of plays into my favor because I don't want to do a shiny like showroom well, no. air show circuit. I want one that's been in theater for a while. So 
no, and oxidized and sun bleached yeah. a little bit, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, did you use a black uh, primer? Did you polish it? Did you do any no, type of black undercoat? The, uh, or? Well, because I had that problem with the, uh, um, the paint was like, because the plastic was weird. And right. was all the swirl yeah. lines and I poured the plastic into the mold. So I hit it with a real thin layer of uh, Mr. Surfer, Mr. Surfacer 1500 surface primer. Yeah. Not their surfacer, but like their surface prep. And I polished it with my rag, with my T-shirt. I sat there, and I just polished everything, got nice and shiny. Everything was smooth as a spanked baby's bottom, and it was ready to go. The LP11 went down good. There's a couple spots. They're kind of hard to describe, but uh, I don't know. I'll let you guys look at it, but it's coming along. And for the Jim Clark hit me up, because I know in the last episode I mentioned about the intercoolers that were – uh. But they're, they're like wrong the, parts or something. Well, or it's not the wrong parts. You, they just yeah, don't, they don't tell you to use them or something. Right. And so I went looking in the uh, Lockheed P-38 Lightning, the uh, Valiant book. And on page, where is it? There it is. On page 221, it says, The portion of the main wheel well of the Naval National, excuse me, National Air and Space Museum's P-38J-10 looking forward says it is representative of all production versions. The large item in the middle is the filter unit for the supercharger intake located on the outer face of the boom. All production variants should have this. Most airworthy machines have it removed. So it was not a required item for the aircraft to operate. And so... So you're golden. Yeah, so their parts C11, 12, 13, and 14... And they're in the kit because they share the common sprues with the G&H kit. And they're right there. And you just go and look in the, um, the G&H to see how to put them in. Because you got to put them in between the, the uh, struts on the main gear before you put the main gear in. And it just lines right up with the part that it hooks up to. So they're there if you want to put it in. So, and like I mentioned, to, right? Yeah, you don't have to. But like yeah. I mentioned in the last episode that, you know, a lot of museums, like, ones that are on the air show circuit or whatever probably have it removed probably don't have anymore you know couldn't find one so but yeah it's just an air filter for the uh intake on the fuselage boom so i'm working on that and really haven't touched my other project too much because i've been tr- working on the p38 but uh that's well, about it i uh i had asked about the uh the undercoat I, I see a lot of guys out there using you know like uh um really gloss you know gloss yep. black and stuff before they put down their metal coats and that's only the, for like the posh aluminum yeah. chrome the bright colors right so i i uh on my f86 i used mr surfacer 1500 black mm-hmm. and then hit it with my 4000 grit sanding sponge my finish sponge and it it's turned it into like a mirror you you know so all these folks out there that are using gloss black so they're building up right they're building all those layers and we've talked about it in the past about filling in your panel lines and stuff by more paint more paint yep man 1500 with a sanding stick and you could get a mirror shine mm-hmm. out of that right. base coat with no problem you can take a with the mr surfacer you can take our finisher you can take a t-shirt like a really really soft t-shirt yeah. or an old pair of underwear 
Like a really old pair of underwear. <laughs> Clean and underwear. Clean old underwear. underwear. <laughs> and you can just like, we'll just take the t-shirt for example. Yeah. Let's, can, let's do that. We'll just take the t-shirt. Because they're going to say spit and they're going to say, oh, you're going to put your. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So let's just, just, let's just, let's just go with the t-shirt. We're just talking to t-shirt here. Just a regular old t-shirt. Nice soft one. But an old t-shirt that's still clean. God, I'm getting myself in trouble here. Anyway, take an old, clean, soft T-shirt. That hole is so deep right now. And, and then shovel in. Out. Anyway, and then just wrap it around your fingers and just dab it on your tongue. And then start polishing. And you'll be amazed at just a little bit of spit on that T-shirt, how it'll just buff it. Yeah. Super shiny. It will. It shiny will. like a hiney. No pun intended. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, what about you, D Ram? What are you doing? Well, I'm still uh I'm still pushing on with my old MH sixty, this huge bastard, my uh sixty R Kitty Hawk, and uh a lot of good progress. I got the uh, bottom all seamed up and gone. All my details have been preserved. Cool. Um uh, I do have a couple spots on the overhead up here that I was uh, filling and uh, fixing some seams up on top. And uh, I just got my AOA decals. Uh, just That's came in. Brothers got man. stock, too. Yep. You got stopped. That's for what you get, man. Uh, I'm sorry. Anyway, uh, so I got my color call outs. And uh, so over the next week or so, I'm going to start laying down a little bit of paint on that uh that bad boy um certainly doing an aussie one i am yeah it'll be an australian uh paint scheme um i saw on their um aussie forces facebook page they had a a lot of pictures of the of their uh 60 birds because they're right now you know dave finn dave goldfinch he he mentioned yeah he's pretty busy with some flooding over that way down in new south wales and um but they had some some photos along with that because they're out, of course, doing SAR and uh, yeah. just keeping an eye on things. And uh, but there was a ton of sixty photos of uh, Aussie Aussie sixties on their page. Yeah, they're they're down there. They're actively involved. And you know, I just want to say, uh, Godspeed to all those folks down there, man. It's 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 pretty bad, I guess. Uh, they're looking at some uh, f- record floods in a, yeah. a lot of places that haven't been flooded before. So uh, our prayers are with everybody down there and. And hope uh, it all works out. And Dave, take care while you guys are down there working. Mm. But uh, yeah, uh, it's going to be a Royal Australian Navy. I'm doing uh, aircraft uh, zero four, um, as you guys know, and probably the listeners don't. But I do work on that Royal Australian Navy uh, MH60 program, so I was a little bit inspired, and uh, so it, it kind of pushed me in that direction. Luckily, AOA had those coming out, so. Uh, I was just talking to Stanton Fondness today. He's one of our, our good friends up here in the local area and, and a friend of the show. And um, he was sending me some pictures over actually the non-skid areas on top, which I got to try and replicate so I can get all that uh, grayish non-skid area in the doghouse uh, stuff done before I start painting. Uh, but that and a couple little seams I got to do and some scribing and I'm ready to go with paint. Other than that, just pressing on with the, uh, the Musaroo Cup. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, P fifty one B build, and uh, how's that coming? It's uh, it's coming. Uh, yes. So I, I I started posting pictures. I put some out there up to uh, 
for the cockpit, but I'm kind of limited of that. You know, I'm not limiting that to just those photos, and uh, I don't want to uh, put too much more out there because it's kind of a secret for the geeks. But it's going. Be good. I know what it's going to be. I know you do. And it's a secret to the geeks. So press on. Back to you, Whitey. (laughs) All right. What are you working uh, on? I'm still on that T-34B mentor. Um, Just got it all assembled over the weekend here. So I'll probably be masking and painting sometime this week, um, depending on how much hockey I watch. Hockey's <laughs> kicked off, so, you know, I'm happy about that. Um, nice little kit, though, that uh, mini craft kit. It's got some fit issues. You know, you have to definitely do some uh, some of that good old-fashioned, um, what, test fitting and, and sanding here and there, particularly with the wings. Oh, I know about they, that, uh, man. What now? I know all about that with the Kitty Hawk kit. Yeah, yeah. Um, the wing trailing edges get, get pretty, uh, pretty thick. So I had to do some sanding back there on those and, uh, to get them to lay down nice and all that kind of stuff. Um, otherwise it's, it's a nice little kit, man. Um, I'll be throwing some yellow on. I'm still not sure what kind what yellow. I, I'd like to find myself a can of Tamiya camel yellow. Cause that's a, a nice, good yellow training yellow for the, for the, uh, U S Navy, but I'll see, I'll see what I go with. I've got a rattle can of it over here. Cool. I'll take it from you and decant some in a bottle. Yeah, yeah man. All right. Sounds like a deal. Uh, let's see. Okay, so that's what we're all in work on. And let's um, you know, I'm gonna, I'll make an effort to get some photos, some in progress photos up on our uh the new face uh, model geeks model shack Facebook page, and uh, you know, f- for folks to get a look at what we're doing. And uh, for you listeners out there too, that's the place now to go to uh, post your photos, show us your work. Model Geeks, Model Shack, Facebook page. Check it out. All right, uh, news news time. We kind of um, we touched on the recap we had the uh, the other night, and one of the uh, one of the items that got brought up was um, Fine Scale Modeler is promoting a uh, the Build a Model Month for the month of November. Yes. So uh, it, it kind of a it kind of harkens to what we were talking about in our last episode about uh, you know getting people involved in the hobby, and that's exactly what they're uh, trying to promote with that with that whole thing is hey do you, do you have a friend who uh, you know you can try to lure into into the hobby or um, you know a, a nephew a grandson etc. Uh, and that's what they're all about with this uh, with this latest promotion they have going. Um, so if you if you have fine scale, check it out, man. It's uh you know I don't know. All my friends are model geeks already, so <laughs> who am I going to convince? You know, it's like our March Madness group build that we do is kind of along the same lines. You know, yeah. it kind of gets people motivated to sit down and uh, bang out a model in a month. Uh, here's a crazy part, though. I, You know, I thought that trying to build a model in a month, I was like, man, I, there's just no way. And then and then it was like, hey, let's it's the 48-hour build. And then I'm like, no, nah, there's really no way. And I, I make, I can make the 30 day build, but man, I, I just can't, I mean, I can't do the 48 hour. I, next time I do it, I'm going to do, I'm going to build like a, like one of those freaking orcs or something like Justin does, you know, and just paint it up and meh, I'm done, you know, rather than trying to do like an actual aircraft for in 48 hours. That is, that is quick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. The 48 hour build. I, I failed both years that I've done that so far. Um, 
I'll, I'll see where I go with it on this on this next one, um, with March coming up. But speaking of the, you know the Model Geeks Model Shack page again, along with some news, is tons of cool work going up there. Um, like I was looking at earlier, there's a uh, this Darren McGinnis has this uh, thirty second scale SPD Dauntless up there that he he just posted a bunch of photos of, and man, it is some fantastic work. That thing is dirty and beat up. Um, oh yeah, you know, the guys over at the uh, what is it? The uh, Will Patterson and his boys, boy, they 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 would jump all over this one for its weathering. They, they would like love it. it. <laughs> oh yeah, um, and then just some of the other work up there. Um, Martin Drayden, he's doing that whole platoon uh, diorama. Yeah, and, I saw that. You know, it's cool. What's awesome about it? You know, we've all seen that movie, and um, Martin's even got some of the uh, the characters. You know, he's, he's obviously doing the characters from the movie and arranged the facial features of these. Uh, figures to look like the the dudes from the movie man you know, i need to look, i haven't looked closer i need to look i need to look closer. that sounds awesome man i need, no, to, it's I need good to work check that out cool good stuff um and then of course our own our, our buddy dirks he's uh taking a saw to a uh what a uh hasagawa, hasagawa? yeah the hasagawa yeah, f16 bd and it's, no, it's, it's a, to me a kid he's taking he's taking he's the, t- the f16 d and he's con- he's converting the Tamiya F16, the single seater, to a two seater using the Hasegawa. Uh, yeah. Okay. Two seater. Yeah. Man, that's an undertaking right there. I know. I told him don't do it. I was like, don't do that, man. That's <laughs> just so fine. much work. And he's yeah. just like, no, nah, I, I really want to do it. If he, he does it on the weekend, if he does it, maybe Mister T will see it and oh, go, hey, man. why didn't I think that of that? Great. That yeah, looks no great. <laughs> now he did good, man. He even um he fit the Aries cockpit in it as well. Oh man, and everything. Yeah, he did a good job on it. Go ahead, Dran. What you got? I wanted to circle back to real quick to the uh, um, uh, build a model month with Fine Scale Modeler. Circle also, away, brother. I wanted to let the 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 uh, listeners know that there's also a uh, online contest for that with Fine yeah. Scale Modeler, mm-hmm. and there, there's a there's a cash award for the winners. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, I'll, I'll post a link to the uh, Fine Scale Modeler contest category thing. But I think there's an article for winning the category as well in Fine Scale Modeler. So, oh, wow, uh, right. yeah, I mean, so submit away. And, I mean, we got some pretty got prestigious uh, uh, judges that are going to be judging that, along with a good friend of the show there, Spencer Pollard, who's going to be doing uh, aircraft in real space. So, uh, judging that category. So. Um, Rick Lawler, you know, Kendra Bell from Fine Scale Modeler, et cetera, et cetera. There's some really good judges in there. Um, but post cool. your stuff. I'll, I'll post a link in the show notes uh, so folks can go over there and check that out. And uh, All right. let's, uh, let's promote better. the hobby. Let's help out Fine Scale Modeler and Aaron and those guys. And uh, Sounds like you better bring your A game too. Yeah, man, <laughs> it does. So anyway, I'll put that out there. Thank you. Hi, Model Geeks. Rock Rozak of Detail and Scale here. I know a lot of you have heard about the Edward 148 scale F4F-3 Wildcat kit they released this summer. By all accounts, this is a great kit, and it's going to be the first in a series of kits in the various Wildcat variants. What you might not know is that there is a Detail and Scale series book on the Wildcat 2, and no one building the new Edward kit should be without it. It's our book, F4F and FM Wildcat in detail and scale. 
The book chronicles the origins, development, and production history of the Wildcat, and also gives a thorough overview of the operational history of this important World War II Navy fighter. In fact, it was the only United States Navy fighter to serve operationally from the attack on Pearl Harbor until VJ Day in 1945. The Dash 3 variant was the first operational model of the Wildcat, and it was built in three major production groups. All of the detail a modeler needs to construct an accurate F4F-3 fighter is provided in our book. The book has over 240 high-resolution photographs, 110 of which cover the details of all of the Wildcat variants. Plus, there are more than 20 full-color profiles, line drawings of each variant, and even a chapter on Wildcat paint schemes and colors. The book concludes with our normal modeler section that looks at the available Wildcat kits prior to the new Edward offer. The new Edward Wildcat kit is the first in a series, and no matter what additional Wildcats they bring to market, you will already have all the coverage you'll need in our F4F and FM Wildcat in detail and scale book. F4F and FM Wildcat in detail and scale sells for $12.99 in its digital editions, while the print book sells for $19.99. Visit our website at www.detailandscale.com for more information. And now, back to the Model Geeks podcast. All right, and um, new kits, accessories, and stuff like that on the streets. Um, Again, kind of a short turnaround from our last show. Uh, but a couple of items popped out, grabbed my attention. Um, one being, I'm, and Scott, you'll dig on this too, the uh, Reed Air Publication Speed Hunter Graphics decal line. He's going to go ahead and do an early F4G Wild Weasel sheet. Oh, yeah. He had the 30-second scale yeah. sheet from the early ones, 70s and 80s. Yeah. And he's going to do it as 48 scale. Was, yeah, we were we Photos were of it up there on the, on the page, man. We were, we were chatting page. about that earlier this week because – you know, um, you know, there was some discussion like, oh, I think he already did an F4G sheet. And then I, I, I said, no, he didn't. But what I, well, of course, what I meant to say was he didn't do the earlier Gs. Like he just yeah. did like the Desert he Storm, the, the, the two-color the gray or whatever. Yeah. And so I, could, I knew he did it in 32nd because I have the sheet, but I was just like, why wouldn't he do this in 48? And then, of course, I saw the... I saw that and I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. So I'm pretty excited. So they have the Desert Storm ones as well. Are those still the ones with the frameless uh, windscreen? So, no, no, no. It's there was only a few of those. Let's I know there were. Yeah. But... Um, I don't know if he's got a, a version. 48 scale kit right now yeah. that even has I'm that. Just, I wonder if Ming's going to come out with those windscreens and Probably do that not. version. Probably Who not, because there's only like uh, just a handful of yeah, them. Yeah, there's like 12 of them or something like that. It's yeah. so obscure, though. That's so cool. Yeah, um, did you say in the last show, too, Scott, now the Ming, not the Ming, the Zukamora. Yeah. F4G. You, is that not the version that was in Desert Storm? I don't think I, so. I'm not enough of a Phantom yeah. expert. All I know is that it, it, it doesn't, it's got harms, and it's got every, all the bits and bobs to look like an F4G, but I don't know if there was a, I'd have to do some research. The Malampy book has got some, it's, it, it lets you know exactly what all about the G's. Yeah. And, uh, I just know that the, the markings are more of like a, 
like a mid eighties, you know, that, that Euro one scheme, the, the two yep. greens and the gray or whatever. I mean, that's the one that I did when I, when I built my Hasegawa kit, I did that, that particular scheme. And I'm, I'm looking for the one, the earlier, the C scheme that's got, you know, the Southeast Asia scheme with the, the light gray or white underneath with the brown and the greens, you know, that, that's what I'm looking for. There's even like a wraparound C scheme. I think he's so, got some on this sheet because the, he the does. Ones, they, the he ones has, that were down there at Clock Air Force Phil, yep, in the he, Philippines. Yep, he's got all the old, funky, weird G schemes, and there's a all whole right. bunch of them. So, I mean, the Desert Storm stuff is cool. I wouldn't mind doing one of those either. Like, why do you and I have talked a million times about doing one with it's got four harms on it? You can't do that. Yeah, man. The Zoki Mira kit doesn't give you. It only gives you two harms, and it doesn't give you a couple other missiles that would be kind of cool. But, um, well, you know, the, yeah. the aftermarket folks are going to step up. Oh, they'll jump all over it. You I'm know. sure. Yeah. We'll see some Dave Roof will probably crank out some harms oh, yeah. or new pylons or, or hammer resin yeah. or something like that, too. Yeah. But like when we went over the kit the other night, um, when we did our Facebook Live, um, it's nice. It, it, looks, uh, it looks really, really nice, that kit. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to see that sheet come out. I was happy when I saw that. Um, yeah, it's on my yeah. to get list for yeah. sure. Yep. Um, also, the uh, not a new announcement or nothing like that, but ICM's Bristol Beaufort Mark One. I, I've noticed that's uh, available at Sprue Res, so it's available in the states here now, folks. Yep. And yep. then what is new is um, I saw come across Freedom Models is releasing a pair of uh, Mirage 2000s. The Dash 5EI and the Dash 5DI, which don't ask me what the differences are in those. I think those are export versions, perhaps, huh. yeah. um, or at least one of them is. I wonder if they'll be their own mold or if it's going to just be a repop of the Kinetic kit yeah. or the Heller kit or something. I don't know. Freedom models, I think they do their own stuff. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not sure if yeah. they're, you know, they're not like Italy who takes stuff and reboxes it and things like that. But. <laughs> yeah, that's that, the Mirage. The old Eshi kit and stuff in a new box. Believe it or not, that Eshi kit, that's the one that I built. And other than the cockpit, it's, it's in, a, yeah, it's in a couple panels. It's pretty nice. Yeah, it's nice. Um, and f- the fit is amazing. It's just you don't really need hardly any putty. You know, it, it really goes together well. So, and that, um, God, what's the cockpit that I used? Those old um, Neo Mega. Oh, no, yeah. Neo, Neo Mega. It drop, drop fit. Not one yeah. bit of cutting or nothing. Just boop, pops right in. Anyway, yeah. So, hey, uh, did, did you guys uh, just kind of switch gears a little bit? Did y'all uh, happen to see the modeling news? They had a preview of the Border Models uh, new 35th scale 109 A6. Did y'all see those? The 190 shot. A6. No. 190. Yeah, the, what did I say? 109? Yeah, yeah. 190. I'm sorry. Yeah. The 190. God, that yeah. thing looks sweet, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I just saw a little. I just kind of glanced at them, but I was like, "Ooh, I, I have their 109." Of course, still in the wrapper, but um, I haven't looked at it. Um, but no, I think I'm excited to see that one. I'll, I'll probably pick one of those up too. Yeah, <laughs> Scott's getting into these larger scale planes. You know, the like the 118 scale A4 and the big ass one one 109 he's got. And the... Heck yeah, heck yeah, I, I even bought another <laughs> one. Did you really? I, I don't know why, but I was just like, "Ah, oh, it's really oh, cool." He's kind of them chasing each other around the drum set over there in the. Uh... Yeah. I don't know where I'd put them though. I probably Hanging just from the ceiling. <laughs> donate them to the yeah. Smithsonian or something. I don't know whoever would take them. 
We'll see. I'm going to start donating a whole bunch of models, just give them away. I just got too many built in the case, so I'm just going to give some away if anybody wants them. <laughs> I'll take them. I, I, there's a couple of shows. I'd like, <laughs> yeah. like to take them to. You know? <laughs> It's like uh, Sean there, you know, what he gets on for his uh, eBay yeah. sales. I know. You know, golly. Yeah, man, I don't. You can make some You can make some money off them if you really want them. Yeah, but mm. I've got like 40 of them built. I just, my, you know, there's some of them are, they're just, you know, I mean, they're 30 years old. They don't look like stuff I'm producing now. Yeah, yeah. So well, I'll just, you know, that's like there's a kid in the neighborhood. I'll just give them to them. Uh, we're all going to Those aren't in your cabinet, are they? <laughs> Yeah, they're in the cabinet. Are they? Yeah. Yeah. That that Apache. I would, I I would built take that anything a, in that cabinet and put it on a contest table. I, I, I built that Apache in, uh, God, when was that? I want to say it was 90, 90 or 91. And um, what else did I, and that, that FW190, that 30 second, I scratch built that whole engine and all that stuff. Yeah, that was like 91 whenever I built that one or 90. I think that might have been 90. That's my oldest kit that i have still built yeah anyway i'll take any one of y'all stuff i see all y'all stuff in your cabinets i put we it should on do the swapping we should do model swapping model like, swaps like model swap. like come over to the house and you can pick one like every you know and just and i pick one and y'all pick you know what i mean just like give at least one so i've got a model for at least 10 years old y'all. well yeah. or if unless you really want one like if you really wanted one of mine i'd give it to you I want I want to build models though. You know what yeah, I mean? I do too. Like I know there are folks out there that would just like. Well, you see it at some shows you go to. Yeah. People are like, "Hey, yeah, this guy just offered me like X amount of dollars for that kit, and I'm going to sell it to him." Yeah. And I don't know. I'd have a hard time going. Yeah, here, take it. I you think know? it would I mean, be a great, great experience to, uh, experiment just to to draw numbers, and uh, each person has a number, and then we we get to pick one, and we'll enter it in the contest under our name and see. <laughs> <laughs> I think they got a term for that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, trophy whore. No, I mean just put them in there and see. Uh, you that's know, that's funny. If they're if they're tracking I, names or I, not. So I swear. So I know <laughs> we talked about this before on the show, but I still can't believe that dude. Like you know, bought models yeah, that just came up here not too long ago. And then in the last, and, I think and, you guys were talking about it. And then he entered them. And he won with every model because, yeah, they're built by a certain individual who's a really he's a good modeler. And then the I was just like, and the, but then the guy, but the guy who built them was there at the show, and he's like, "What the is this?" He's like, "I was like, are those yours?" And he's like, "Yep," but I sold them to the guy, and I was like, "Do oh, you mean he entered them?" And he's like, "Yep." That shit happens, man. Hey, okay. ain't cheating. You ain't trying. Crazy, <laughs> man. No, there was a. Uh, I saw too. I meant to. I meant to mention this last week, but Kinetic has coming out a one forty eight scale Cheetah D. I guess it's a Mirage, the Recon Mirage with that funky nose. Oh yeah, South African jet. Yeah, man, it looks kind of cool. All right, I wouldn't mind picking up one of those. Yeah, didn't you email Raymond uh, Frildo? I'm curious to know where where the C-17's at and what's going on with this. Uh, I want to know where the F-16 is. Well, the F-16 as well. I think yeah. the 17's coming out after that, but I'm I'm curious to know where these kits are. I'm not buying one of those. It's going to be too damn big. What the C-17? <laughs> yeah, man. Even in what, it'll, 72 scale, it'd be, be huge, man. I want to say it'd be some cool looking. I thought I heard some rumblings of a uh, 72 
C5 as well. Oh my God. And I know oh. there was one, uh, there was one out a few years ago and it was like, you know, it was a multimedia kit. It had like fiberglass, uh, fuselage sections and like, um, some sort of weird plastic type for the gear, because obviously the thing's going to be heavy as hell. Um, I can't remember who made, you, you can find them on eBay now and again, they're in the $300 range, you know, probably more now. The same company did a 747, um, you know, like an Air Force One. What's that? VC twenty five. Yeah, uh, I can't. I can't recall who the manufacturer is, but you know, they were they were around for a little bit, and you can still, like I say, trace track them down on eBay and stuff. Um, I mean, that's what Hagen used in his. Uh, oh no, oh, it was his an Anagram kit? His his might have been by. Anag- no, I, I, I'm not sure, but I mean, yeah, he had the seventy two skin C five in that air refueling uh yeah. diode that he that he built up. That was cool. Massive. Big stuff. Um, how about buying stuff? Did you guys pick up any new items between you know, the, in the week since our I, last show? I actually did. So good. So as soon as so as soon as the um you know, start as soon as the F thirty five from Tamiya was, you know, announced, I was like, Oh man, I I can use my F thirty five decals. So I went looking through my stash and I, I couldn't find any. So I was like, well, shit, I better hop on Furball and grab a set. So I did. I got a set of the um, his new F-35 sheet, which is, right. which is, I mean, I think there's 26 different options. Yeah. yeah. Wow. For, for different, you know, from, you know, of course, the U.S., uh, an Israeli option, Japan, uh, U.K., Australia. Yeah, I think there's a couple others. And uh, anyway, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I just cool watched ones. the um, Andy's Hobby Headquarters video on that kit. Yeah. And, it, it, you know, obviously it looks fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but one of the things that uh, jumped out, of course, was is the RAM panels that everyone always squawks about, right? And in his video, they're not as pronounced as people seem to think they are. No, they look real subtle, and, don't they? Yeah. yeah. And then one of the, someone online, one of the photos, they were saying like, yeah, these photos have been enhanced to show that detail. Yeah. And so thereby, they, you know, they look like it's really prominent, standing proud of the rest of the planet. And looking at, looking at Andy's video, you know, he, he does a good job of uh, just holding it under the light and rotating it around and you can get a good look at everything. And uh, yeah, it doesn't look as exaggerated as, as people seem to think. And Tamiya gives you a decal for that stuff too. Yeah, the decal sheets were yeah huge dec- a huge decal. Of, yeah, yeah. yeah so if you take that decal and you sink it in over the top of the you know the raised detail, I bet it does look just right on point uh, when it's all settled in and looks yeah you know, and done right. So I'll be I'll be anxious to because I'm going to take some artistic license when I build mine. No. Yep. And I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm going to just fade it and shade it and try to make it look, you know, and then well, spray like yeah. the, try to do the have glass thing with the funky colors, but I'm, I'm really going to beat it up. I want to make it look not pristine, you know? Okay. Yeah. The Navy they, ones that are out in the fleet, oh they're God. not looking clean at all. They're, they're, they're all patchworked and yeah. they look funky and we, I, I mean, they look cool. <laughs> you yeah, know? man. I think yep. we were all hoping for a Charlie, but hey, I'll take an A, whatever. Hopefully I yeah, think Charlie with, the, with, the, with the A out now, I think the Charlie is not too far behind it. I think they'll they'll keep that yeah whole if again if so. they're smart. Um, well, I, I'd like to see the sprues because you know maybe some of the additional parts on the sprues might. Uh, no, there's, lint, no, lint there's not really any uh, hint of any 
No. You know, any other variant. Uh, go I'll ahead and look at the Andy's video if you get a chance. It's really good. He yeah. does a great job of breaking it down and showing it to you. The weapons bay and the pilot figure in the seat in the cockpit are just, you You don't need aftermarket at all. I heard y'all talking about the pilot figure alone. I, y- oh, y'all were saying man. how sweet that looked. I, oh, yeah, I, that I, I need to look at the video. I just haven't had a chance to watch yeah, it on television. Look, you got to check it out, man. And it, it's, I don't, you're not going to need aftermarket for that thing. I don't, I'll see. What would you, what would you need? Aftermarket? Maybe the wheels. Yeah, maybe. No. But otherwise, no, it looks fantastic. But then, then with the wheels, just use the old griddle. Pop yeah. them on the griddle, a little bit of flat, boop, done. Yeah. Just a little, little heat. Did did they uh, show the yep. weapons? Did they, he show the weapon spruce to show what comes yep. in? Is it all just sidewinders? Yeah. Or Tons, no, 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 no. All kinds of cool Aim stuff. Aim yeah. bombs, AM yeah. rams, yep. nice. um, okay. GBUs, GBUs, yep. Yep. everything. Cool. It's really cool. Oh. And I bet the fit is... Eh. Oh, oh yeah, guess well. what? The parts count is not real high either. Um, I don't know. It looked like a lot. There's like 50 something steps just in the instructions. Yeah. The, I, I mean, even Andy was, because when he showed the sprues, I mean, compared to the Tomcat, nah, or the F4, yeah. it's a lot less, you know, because it's just like basically two big, uh, uh, the top of the bottom lower piece Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, well, you know. So I, I think it'll be, I think it'll go together pretty quick, you know. The P38J has 55 steps. All right. Um, anyone else buy anything new? Uh, like Darren, I got the um, AOA um, H60, MH60 family of decals. So I have a ton That's, of decals for only one kit. So it's a sw- sweet, sweet set, isn't it? I gotta yeah, say, you good. and Gabe and y'all were going on about the different versions the other, and it was making my head spin, man. Trying to keep up. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, there's, it has there's a. And, I mean, dude, I flew the damn thing, and I'm still like, I don't know what they're talking about, man. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't get into the old HHs and the in the all those older variants. I mean, I don't, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. I know, yeah. I know the Romeo and I know the Sierra, and. But other I, than I that, couldn't I even point one of those out to you. Yeah, and see, they have no Sierra Easy. workings in here. These are all Bravo, Foxtrot, H, and Romeos. Yeah, because yeah, I want to do a uh, HS5, HH, 60H. Yep. And uh, the biggest takeaway to tell a Romeo from a Sierra is the tailwheel. Yeah. The Sierra's got the tailwheel like a Blackhawk, and the Romeo's got it up underneath the fuselage like a Bravo used to. Yeah, yeah gotcha. Bravo in the 60s. HH. Yeah. Yeah, that's the, that's yeah. the, the easiest way to tell, but the Romeo's got a lot more humps and bumps yeah, on it. Yeah, it's got oh, that big-ass yeah. Bravo radar on the bottom of it. A lot more antennae. Yeah, but it's once you see it, you'll be like, oh, okay. I mean, I mean, we, we've got, I think we've got seven or eight Romeo and Sierras at VX1 right now. So. Yeah. Anytime you guys want to come take a look. Plus, I got E2D over there and P8 and all that. So All sorts of cool stuff. I want to just come over and just take a look. Just Get us a photo pass so we can take some pictures of that. I'll I'll ask. I'll I'll ask maintenance and ask the folks about. I don't think they'll have a problem with the Helos. External only. Helos are no big deal. The the E2, (laughs) E2, they won't let you take anything. Uh, E2D is going to be off limits. Yeah, but the Helo, I don't think they'll have any problems with the Helo. I'll ask. I mean... I'll ask. A certain model company well, wants us to get it references for a D model. Yeah, they yeah. want to do a D. No, no well, pictures of a D. That's going to be hard. Yeah, that's I. I kind of got yeah, 
gonna have to go with what's on the internet. Yep, hard to do. But um, well, like like Frill said, I got those AOA decals. He he stole my thunder, but that's okay. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Even though <laughs> I gave you credit, though, I said like Darren. I did. I did get, and I'm I'm second, which means I'm first loser. But I got my uh, <laughs> Mazuki Mora uh, F4G uh in the mail finally i got Did two of them actually it? no still wrapped in uh wrapped up in bubble wrap oh, and stuff i got one of them's mine one of them's car uh, is for carlos danger so hopefully he'll be uh he's gonna I'll give you a hit so that you can have yours back together again do what didn't you say in the last episode that you or during the facebook live you're gonna give yours to scott so that scott can give you the opened one yeah, I offered offered that. Absolutely. Mine's still wrapped up in the tissue and the uh, okay, plastic. Cool. So I'll come I'll come drop off mine and then I'll take that yeah, one. I mean, so, yeah. all are weird, man. See, I'm gonna build mine. So I'll feel I'll feel better. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna build mine too now that I know those awesome um older uh F four G decals are gonna be out. I wanna do one that's got all those white stencils everywhere, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But it, I, I know you opened yours up for the Facebook Live, and I did. you know I'm going to open up and fondle the plastic, and you know maybe oh, have yeah. a bagel and enjoy myself. But <laughs> well, uh, the so, yeah, so I'll uh, I, I don't mind uh, swapping right. with you. Cool man. So I picked up a book. That's about the only thing I got new. Yeah. Oh yeah, Home, you got yeah. that that Tamiya the P38 book, didn't you? Yeah, from Doolittle Media. The uh, oh, How to man. Build. The Lockheed Lightning. Where'd you and, where'd you where'd but, um, you order that one from? I ordered it off a Spencer Pollard site, I believe. Ah, okay. I know it, it it came over from from England, you know, and it was a good, you know, it was about a three week uh, wait for it to get. Not that I'm in any rush. I'm not in work on a on a P thirty eight right now. But I um, love those books, man. Those are yeah, super cool. I mean, the the yeah, the work that's in there. It's uh, the, the books by Marcus Nichols, and his work is in there it's along with. Uh, Brett Green uh, from Hyperscale, and also uh, Spencer Paul. You know, so the the builds in the book are, are by those guys, and step by step, and all the techniques that they use in the to weather it. And that's kind of why I picked it up because I want to do a the F uh, model, the earlier one, OD scheme, and make it really you know weathered and chipped and gross looking like it's down there in the South Pacific. Uh, and you know, so that's what. That's that's what that's what you get in the book here. It's um, uh, you know the one I, I want to do the one that shot down Admiral uh, Yamamoto, uh, or assassinated as some people like to say. Well, you know what? If you're wearing a uniform, <laughs> you're not getting assassinated. You're getting killed. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's how that works, folks. <clears throat> hey, Model Geeks listeners, this is Chris from Inside the Armor Publications, and I'm here to tell you about Volume Two of Models for Ukraine. Volume 1 raised over £19,300, about $22,000 US, for humanitarian aid for Ukraine. Since then, the war has carried on and things have been just as bad, so we decided it was probably time for Volume 2. In this book, you can find such amazing models as Calvin Tan, Alex Clark, Vance Lubin, Harvey Lowe, John Colasante, René van der Hart, Jean-Bernard André and Ken Abrams. Altogether, there are 23 modelers in 11 countries contributing to this project. So head on over to InsideTheArmor.com to buy your copy today. Alternatively, ask your local model shop if they're able to get you a copy from one of our distributors. 
Also, if you want to know more about the model companies of Ukraine and what's going on in the model market over there at the moment, please check out Models from Ukraine podcast at modelsfromukraine.buzzsprout.com. Thanks, and back to the model geeks, with special thanks to Frildo, Diran, YT, and Nemo for letting me give you this message. All right, uh, shows and contests. We got a lot coming up. Um, you know, well, by the time this show drops, we have already would already have been at Maradicon, which is coming yep. up this weekend for us. Uh, looking forward to that show. Heck um, yeah! I, you know, so that, that that's always a good one. They do it biannually, so um, you know, it's, it's a good turnout. Hopefully, Last there's a lot of vendor action. Uh, yeah, for generally speaking, two, for our yeah. for our, for our area. area, yep, region yeah. too, yeah. Uh, PaxCon, we're a year out from, um, and, uh, how's that coming planning wise? I think it's going really, really well. We, uh, um, well, we got a meeting tomorrow night, planning meeting, and I'm hoping that we're going to get some word on the website that should be up. I'm I'm hoping by the time this drops, yeah. if not shortly thereafter, I know that we got to, uh, transfer the domain name over but i know the site has been in work so uh that should be up here before too long um i think that's the first major hurdle right so all right yeah i know that we got some awards uh all planned out and scott's done that the design is is done design's done all that's good it's just just picking the um the you know the vendor that we want to, whoever we want to buy the coins through or whatever, and then probably picking the size. I mean, you know, what size we want, but but yeah, the design is, um, that's, that's done. That's long. Well, since Texas for the Nats next year is going to be the belt buckle things and us being in St. Mary's County, we should do the bolo ties. (laughs) The bolo ties. No, no. Bolo ties. That's no. still kind of a Western thing, isn't it? Yeah, it is. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll uh, pass on that one. I also, I was, I was standing by to hear something like crab related to come out of your mouth. I was going to say, we got about as much as a chance of doing a bolo as we do a crab. Uh, or here you go. Brother. All right, fine. You want something crab related? Some like a crab hammer, crab mallet. Ooh, hey. <laughs> it's functional too, folks. Yeah. You know, for your tap and die set. Oh, uh, doing, yeah. Like a little ball pig hammer or something. Uh, yeah. Let's stick with our, our freaking awesome coin. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it simple, man. Keep it simple. So we, we got coins. Oh, we, got coins cool. going. we got coins going. We've, I think we've got all our categories somewhat set. I think we're good, right? We uh, set on, I think we, we have basic categories. Um, just, you know, aircraft, figures, ships, diorons. Just speak. Gold, easy. silver, bronze. Easy, easy, easy peasy. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. Against, yeah. No. Yeah. It's all it's all working out. We've got the event or the uh, uh, venue all set. Uh, now we need to start working on vendors. So for all of the vendors out there listening, start thinking about it. Putting on your calendars for October next year, PaxCon twenty twenty three, inaugural. It's going to be. Epic weather, yeah. The weather will be nice. You won't be sweating your balls off unloading right. and loading your your wares. That's right. Nice temperature, good beers. That's right. Might even find a smib or two. All right, October seventh, twenty twenty three, folks. Hollywood Volunteer out. Fire Department. 
All right. Um, yeah, like I said, that's kind of the, uh, it's not the last one on the uh, East Coast Region 1, Region 2 area, uh, but pretty damn close, the Maroticon show. Uh, but that's it. That's for it. the other ones around the country, I'll just run through a couple of them. Um, coming up, uh, we'll start We'll start with November since we're practically there already. So November 5th, we have the uh, our friends up at the uh, Butch O'Hare chapter having their 39th annual Butch O'Hare chapter open at Wheat- in Wheaton, Illinois. Dress warm. Yeah, dress warm. Well, yeah, November, Illinois. <laughs> dress cold. warm. Yeah. That's out at the DuPage County Fairgrounds, and their theme is the 80th anniversary of the Battle of Midway. I think that's a theme we're going to see at a lot of shows coming up uh, coming up this year. Um, that same Saturday, November 5th, Target Con is happening in Columbia, Missouri at Hickman High School. And High Plains Con 31 happening out in Loveland, Colorado at the Larimer County Fairgrounds. All those are on November 5th. And on November 6th, over in Cleveland here, we have the Model Show 25, Kirtland, Ohio at the Kirtland School Complex. And the following weekend, November 12th, IPMS Eagle Squadron's Mini Cons happening down in Fuquay, Verena, North Carolina at the American Legion Post 116. And Bunker Mania happening up in Pennsylvania, New Florence, PA, at the Clyde Volunteer Fire Company. So check out those shows. And if you, uh, these are just some of the shows and events happening around the country. Um, Visit the IPMS USA webpage's event calendar. We always have a link of that in our show notes. And that has full listing of events happening around the country in your area. So that's always a good place to check out. If you're looking for a show near you, that's, uh, that's the place to go. Don't have to be an IPMS USA member to look at their their site either. So, hey, uh, Whitey, how, how far away have, have you looked at that bunker mania up in New Florence, PA? How how, how far, far is that, is that? from here? I do not know. You're more familiar with Pennsylvania than I am. Yeah, there, I'm not, not familiar yet. with the uh, New Florence, but I was just wondering how close it was. That might be a good uh, November geeks outing. Hmm. You know, could be pretty on, up there that time of year too man yeah, absolutely depending on you know how far away it is and and you know what who cares we go up there spend the weekend it'll be fun it'll be fun new florence is just east of pittsburgh so right right around the johnstown area huh. so yeah, about, cool. about a four or five hour drive for us from here yeah maybe it's something we can look at that might be a nice november uh geek geek road trip maybe uh, so as long as it's yeah. not like yeah snowing and sleeting and yeah, although that yeah. usually doesn't we all get till, four-wheel drive vehicles that's true good. that's true <laughs> they, they keep that's the turnpike true. clean too so uh, i i don't know we'll, we'll look at it. i wonder if there's any good hobby shops up that way maybe there might be we'll have to do a little we search gotta, or better yet we can ask our uh our listeners you, up in the johnstown area man let's let with emails yep. now yeah that's good let's go i don't care let them fly well, hey, that's a good segue into our hobby shop shoutouts. Thanks, Darren. You're welcome. And I got uh, I got a couple here. Um, longtime listener, old uh, Justin Ryan, who we met up at PenCon. He, oh, he dropped, and his whole uh, family. What yeah, a great man. Group there, man. The whole gang was there. Uh, he mentioned Gilbert's Train Shop, which is located um, in Gettysburg on East Water Street. And he says, you know, it's, it's Gilbert's Train Shop. But he, he swears that they have plastic and kit hobby items as well so i'll take his word for it and and uh you know i'm a little bit upset about that because i've seen that when we were up at pencon last year uh-huh i saw it and i i puff puff pass because i thought train shop <laughs> and yeah, now yeah. now i wish to hell you know i would have taken the hit and gone well 
you know, that's, that's what the inner reference for. <laughs> I didn't. Instead, I had a gummy and I went to and had a, a cup of coffee and went on over to the venue and just passed. <laughs> Wait, well, next time we're up there for PenCon, we can go recon it. How's that sound? Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm all for it. Yeah. It's on the way. Uh, let's see. Um, email from John McAvoy out of Spring, Springerville, Arizona. He writes that the Western drug of Springerville has added a couple aisles of kits and supplies to the store, all thanks to the efforts of sporting goods manager Don Clough. So go ahead and stop in and check that place out if you're in the area, too. Um, Springerville, Arizona. I'll have to Google that place, too. I'm bet, I bet that's in the middle of hoo-ha, right? <laughs> but good on them, man. All right. Tool and tip of the week. Um, reaching here a little bit. But I did, I did buy, you know, I always, when it comes to tool and tip of the week, I usually look at, well, okay, what, what new tool have I bought lately? And the last new tool I bought was months ago, probably a set of, uh, you know, God hand clippers or something like that. But you know, we've <laughs> yeah. talked about those before. Oh, yeah. Um, we went round and round about that. And Carlos Danger, he went absolutely eight over those. He loved yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. He, they're, they they're, are, they're, they're, they're wicked, man. They're my go-to for any time I'm, I'm going to cut anything clear plastic. That's, that's no. what's getting used uh, i do use them but i'm still with the razor saw but razor that, saw I mean, is still probably the best way to go about the, it the best on clear but those things man they're like butter i was an idiot <laughs> i did pay 85 dollars for that one pair well when they first come nippers. out yeah that's where they but were hovering around they literally it it's because they're they're a single bladed clipper and it yeah, just yeah. it's just absolutely perfect mm-hmm. yeah. i but but i don't use them because they're 85 bucks and I'm like, oh, I don't want to break them. Oh, so I it, use the hell out of mine. I barely even, I do, I do use them, but just like very, very, after yeah. the part's Actually, been cut off the tree and I just need to make a yeah. nice, you know. Don't go chopping cut. up sprue at them. Exactly. You know? See, that's just, yeah. I was going to say, Whitey was over here and I was showing him, I was chopping up the big trees. Well, I was like, yeah, and, and what was my reaction? And, I was like, was whoa, like, what are you doing? What are you doing? I'm saying, man, these I'm things, like, no, they're like man. razors. If The only way you're going to hurt is if you drop it on the floor and hit the tip. No, the only, off, I man. use my old Xeron cutters for uh, for chopping. Yep, right screw. there. For chopping well, I've screw. got those two. I, yeah, I, I've got the yeah. same ones, but you're not going to hurt them. You're not going to hurt them with the, the thing. Yeah, That's but, what they're designed for, man. Okay. Here you go. Here's some testers, vintage 1993. Oh, That's what I have right there is for my sprue cutter upper. Yeah. Those things right there, man. Yeah. But anyway, so I'm in Hobby Lobby last week and I was just probably just wanting to blow some money. So uh, they didn't have nothing new on the uh, model aisle or anything like that. <clears throat> but, you know, so I, I bought some glue and then also off the side was a, a package of, um, you know, skewers with the alligator clips on the end, you know, okay. great for holding all your landing gear parts and doors and things like that when you go to yep. paint them. And then sitting on the bottom shelf was a plastic tray that you stick the things in, you know, so, all right, whatever, what's that? Five bucks, something like that. Four ninety nine, so I grabbed that thing too, and it it's come in pretty handy. Now, in the past, what have I used? Like most, probably anyone else out there, chunk of styrofoam. Yeah, from something. Michaels or something yeah, like that. From I've got to the little round ones. Yeah, you know, and it it makes kind of a mess sometimes. You get the little balls of foam. Well, ho- I mean, after, you, know, you get so around. many holes in them too, and they yeah, start to yeah. waller out and all that, yeah. and <laughs> fall over and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. And the absolute worst thing is floral foam that green stuff that's what i've got up here oh that makes crumbs all over the plots that stuff's the worst man no thanks (laughs) that's terrible you know these are good tips though these are good 
I mean, I'm telling terrible. you, these are good. Uh, I hope everybody can benefit from our um, <laughs> freaking hair pulling out well, moments of let me take that. crap all over the desk and stuff. So what what did you pay for that plastic holder? Probably like, like I said, like I don't know, four bucks, four ninety nine. I think paid double that for that green floral. Probably, foam. yeah. And I mean, after comes you know, two two kits, you got shit all over the table, and and you can't use it anymore. Yeah. So you're out, you know, another eight, 10 bucks for another block of it. It's just, so you know what, you know what I really like is that, uh, corrugated box stuff that I only seen it overseas in Japan or Korea. I can't find them over here, but that you can poke through and it holds yeah, real tight. Yeah. Yep. Holds real tight. And it, it just lasts forever. Anyway, I just have two magnetic strips, um, behind my, like other on my, the backside of my, um, bench and so that holds all my tools and cutters and yeah. i might get me like some that. of those for mine as well those magnetic strips but i'm afraid it'll mess with the metal plate in my head <laughs> that's true <laughs> he'll walk into his model room piss himself and not remember his name is for every time days. Kristen turns on the microwave <laughs> i'll piss myself and not remember who i am for 30 seconds yeah. <laughs> oh my god cousin eddie anyway <laughs> All right, I, I, yep. I, dig, I digress. Okay. I have to edit that out, too. Anyway. There's your tool and tip of the week, then, folks. <laughs> <laughs> and do not use it when stay you're motivated. Stay away from the microwave. And you're wanting to, because when I first really started getting into model building, I saw this, a guy on the boat in my shop in AIMD. He was into the Warhammer thing, and he had a big toolbox, or not toolbox, but a tackle box had all his stuff in it and i was like oh that is so cool so when i went back to shore duty started getting into it i grabbed one of those and was like okay if like for my airbrushes and stuff i'll get some of that green florist foam and i'll silhouette everything and then my dumb ass made the mistake of cutting it out and that shit went every i was like man screw this so i learned yeah. my lesson that that stuff's foam. a mess all right folks so there's your tool and tip of the week um thanks very much for the input fellas and uh, now, uh, D-Ren, you want to cover the uh, PayPal and Patreon? Yep, no problem, Whitey. Let me take a minute to say, we, the geeks, would like to thank all of you, the listeners, for your continued support. We would also like to ask that if you enjoy listening to the show and would like to further support us in our endeavor to promote the scale modeling hobby, then please take a moment and head over to our Model Geeks Patreon page. There, you can donate anything from a dollar on up, and every penny goes to help offset our production costs. If Patreon isn't your cup of tea, then you can make a one-time donation by visiting our PayPal Me page. This can be done by simply clicking the heart icon at the top right corner of our homepage, and that will take you directly to our PayPal Me page. Please note, donations are not in any way a requirement. We will continue to work hard to deliver the best scale modeling content that we can. So, once again, I'd like to say thank you to you all for downloading and listening. And uh, real quick, just want to thank um, uh, listener Chris uh, Chris Lovewell. He um, dropped a uh, donation to us. Uh, we appreciate that, Chris. And also on top of that, he also sent us a fantastic care package out of Hawaii. Uh, Chris flies for Hawaiian Airlines. Mahalo. And, um, Mahalo. Yeah. You know, sent us a, a box so, with uh, Hawaiian coffee, 
of course, Montelot macadamia nuts and um, then a box of chocolate covered macadamia nuts as well. Uh, so we really, really appreciate that, Chris. Um, yeah, some geek stickers out, out yeah, his way. Yeah, we got, yeah, we got yeah. some stuff we need to send back I, his uh, way. So Definitely, definitely. I have a, have his address here, so we'll go ahead and uh, and uh, reciprocate in that manner for you sure. Know, uh, um, again, thanks for the uh, not only the monetary donation, but uh, taking the time out to um, send us some Hawaiian uh, some Hawaiian love our way. Yeah, you huge thank you, and and to everybody out there that uh, you know contributes. Uh, but man, that was that was really cool. Yeah, uh, man, aloha. Yeah, aloha. We 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 appreciate everything that you guys do for us. So, all thank right, you. mail call, ding ding, mail call. All right, so mail mailbag this week, uh, kind of light, of course, with our quick turnaround. Um, from Scott H, uh, last episode, we talked a bit about the F 35 canopy. Um, so he says, I, I bet the forward opening canopy has something to do with reducing radar reflection on the front. They eliminated the traditional front canopy section for accompanying metal frame. And, uh, yeah, probably makes a good point there. Um, yeah, I think so. So yeah, thanks. Thanks for the insight there. I mean, it's, it sounds, sounds logical to me. Uh, and he also mentions that the canopy of the Tamiya kit is designed so that you can interchange it from closed or open. They actually give you two frames. Yes, I noticed that canopies. watching Andy's review of the kit the other day on yeah. YouTube. And doesn't that canopy that. look fantastic, man? Oh, it does, man. The tint to it you. and everything. Ooh. That's going to be a get your hands on when you can because they're going to sell crazy. Yep. You know what, Nats? There's going to be a category, F-35s. <laughs> F-35, just like they did with the Tammy and Tomcats. What do you want to bet? Hope so, yeah. Okay, and uh, let's see. Jerry Whiteside from our, from our club. He, uh, Jerry! Chatting with you about he, he's got your decals for the uh, A6s coming your way, so that's cool. Yep, muchos gracias, Jerry. And let's see. El Presidente Tim, he's hit, he hit us up with a litany of uh, complaints and uh, pats oh on the back and... Um, you know, scoldings and everything else from our last episode. <laughs> Just kidding, Tim. <clears throat> Always good to hear from Tim and his insights to our show. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, what One thing he does mention, he talks about our local museum here, the PAX Museum and the PAX Air Show, and our club having a presence at these events that they have. And uh, right there with you, I think, you know, that's something that we should definitely look into as a club. Uh, yeah, man. Is, is hitting up the museum down the street for um, – a display and a make and take, uh, you know, I'm sure they'd be on board with it just to get the, oh, yeah. the traffic in the door, you know, yep. and sure. maybe refresh their model collection they have there. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit perplexed because, you know, we, we, we get the uh, county fair. We should have a booth for make and take. Damn it, man. Uh, did, wasn't that mentioned earlier this year? About well, fair? yeah, but nobody but, wanted to step up and volunteer and do I it. Know. I know. I wish thing. the hell people would, and and that's what. But that's what we need. And we've done it before. Uh, 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 we've had displays at the fair before. We and, have. Um, it was great. Yeah, it was. It was pretty decent, and people appreciate. You know, of course, you know they all want to see that. It's a aviation centric town, so when they see a display of model airplanes, of course, it's going to draw people's attention. You know, another thing I liked what he said was J.J. O'Hare is being exposed like I was. Uh, it's that kind of exposure that will mean he stays in the hobby. Yes. There yep. you, go. you know, that interview with J.J. was awesome. And, uh, you know, it just goes to show that we have 
the younger generation, they're out there, man. They, mm-hmm. they, they can be interested, but we have to expose them to it. Yep. And airplanes are cool. Models are cool. Period. <clears throat> they are. Because you can take something and yourself, build it yourself. And that's what I like about it. Yeah. All right. And yeah. finally, uh, John Mundy, he um, hit us up once again. He's on, on your recommendation. I drove up the Frontline Hobbies in Staunton, Virginia. All the way from Greensboro, Winston-Salem area of North Carolina. Oh, wow, that's a hike. And not he, disappointed. Yeah, he's, he said about a three-hour drive, uh, but it was a great feeling walking into a real brick-and-mortar hobby shop again. He had a great conversation with the owner, talking about the shows and model kits, and he peed the tea on the new Ravel Germany SR71, 148 oh, scale. There you go. Uh, that's still a kit I want to get my hands on, too, man. God, it's all black. You but guys, are, you're, you're, you can really uh, vary that I'm, up, though, man. man. I know. I saw yeah. you with your one seventeen. Yeah. I don't know how the hell you do it. I just, I just, mm-mm-mm. yeah. You can do a lot with it. Black scares the hell out of me, man. Yeah, the key is to not use black. I know. I do, and I don't. <laughs> yep. I don't. I you you know the the yeah. closest I'll come is like a NATO black uh, to yep. anything. Yep. But you know, so that just, uh, let's see that that wraps up the mail buoy for the uh, for the short uh, for the short week here in between shows. So, um, Hey, before we move on, I just got a hot email from our good buddy, Jeff Martin over at furball arrow design, a proud sponsor of the show. Ooh, hot off the press, and hot off the press. I mean, my, my fingers are still burning. They're <laughs> still hot. And he says to all the geeks out there to stand by because growler through part three and four are coming out. Probably won't be here oh, till December. It's an exclusive. Yes, and three he is and also four, working. Three and four, yes. Jeez, okay. Yeah. Yes, and uh, and a dauntless sheet he's got coming out. So stand by for some new stickers from uh, our good buddy Jeff over at Furball Aero Design. Go and check out his website. Furball. Yeah, man. Furballarrowdesign.com. I have uh, one other thing via our Facebook uh, page. Uh, we had a post on here uh, from Ray Davis down in Australia. He posted up that there will be an S2G. This is right up your alley there, Frill, though. He's, there'll be a, yeah, an S2G tracker flying at the upcoming Wings Over Illuwara air show down in Albion Park Rail, New South Wales. That happens out at the Shell Harbor Airport on November 12th and 13th. And uh, that's a, that I've, I've checked out their website before. That that's a heck of a warbird show that they do down there, man. A lot of, a lot of great, unique items, uh, aircraft that they fly down there. Cack war away, um, you know, stuff you just, you're not going to see in the States here, you know? You know, there's a, there's an interesting story real quick about Australian S2G trackers. I guess there was a disgruntled airman who was pissed off because he couldn't be a pilot or something. And figured, you know what? I'm gonna burn these things to the ground. And they had Australia, the Australian Navy had just gotten these trackers from the US Navy, were brand new to them. And this dude burned them to the ground. He burned up like three of them just because he was bitter. <laughs> really? Oh, man. Yeah. And so the Navy, out of the kindness of our hearts, we went ahead and replaced those three trackers with, with three more. Damn but yeah, man, this guy got all upset and he burned the place down. Disgruntled <laughs> maintenance guys, that's a real thing, man. I remember we heard about you remember do you guys remember years ago when the T twos, the training, the T twos were were down for like they had a couple of them fod their engines out within like a week. 
So they downed the fleet. Yeah. Evidently, yeah. there was a maintainer who, I don't know, didn't get a raise or didn't get a promotion. So they found taped nickels, yep. pennies inside yeah. the intakes. Right. Behind the fan blades. Behind the fan blades. Yep. You're going to Leavenworth, buddy. Yep. 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 <laughs> Yeah, crazy. intentionally People doing that, you know. Yep, and, intentionally and doing it. Then we had old boy up in uh, Seattle who uh, fly it like he stole it, you know, for the same thing, for pay and raises. Yeah, the airline, airline. right? Alaskan <laughs> Airlines. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> took off on that bad boy and went, you know, on his little own little private tour of Puget Sound up there. Yeah, and, dude. He, he, his ass almost got shot down. I know. fifteens. I know it. <laughs> Hey, I want to touch real quick on Ray Davis. He he hit me up after our Facebook Live and and you know asked me uh, when I was going to be heading down there to Australia and uh, you know Ray, it, it looks like now it's going to be February. But uh, I, I talked to Mister Goldfinch this past weekend uh, during our Zoom call. Uh, man, I'm looking forward to taking a little time off while I'm down there and and hanging out with all the uh, Aussie. Uh, fans and friends and my uh, uh fellow hobbyists so uh i think it's going to be a good time and i will keep you apprised i think uh the pod father is actually keeping track of, uh as well so i'll be in touch with him and man look look like a good time once i get down there uh, down know, under that sounds like something you'd have to try to find to have a bad time at doing oh man i'm telling you, know? you. I'm t- I, I'm stoked, man. I, I, I really can't wait. You know, the pod father and I've talked about, uh, actually sitting behind a mic and oh, talking face to face and, and hitting some model model, uh, hobby shops and, you know, yeah, just yeah. do some um, live stuff right on, right oh, on the man. spot. I'm it's going to be a, a blast and a whirlwind time too. I'm sure. So, Good. Uh, rest Ray up will, time. yeah. So sleep Ray will sleep on the flight on the way. Yeah. So Ray, we'll see, we'll see you probably here after the first year, but sorry. All right. Thank you all for writing in or dropping us a line over there on the Facebook page. And um, if you have a question, a show idea, or just want to say you're tuning in, feel free to toss us a message at contact at modelgeekspodcast.com or on the uh, face, Facebook page in uh, on the Model Geeks Model Shack Facebook page, uh, which is a great p- place to drop um, photos of your in-work stuff as well. Uh, go ahead and check out that page. There's a lot of activity going on there, a lot of fine work being shown. Yeah, if I can add to that just a little bit, too. So tell your friends about it, too, because we're going to post all of our episodes in there. And the more folks that we get involved in the podcast, uh, the better. Um, look, we're trying to build a, a, a family and a group. So come on in, join the community. Have your friends come on in and join the community. Let your clubs know about it. Um, yep, good stuff, man. All right, for uh, for this week's main topic, um, with the quick turnaround, I really was racking my brain. Oh man, it's coming at me fast. What, what am I going to you know come up with? And um, what spurred some conversation amongst us here was a photo that popped up on uh, Darren's uh, Grumpy page of a uh, what was it? A B seventeen, right? Yeah, B seventeen, looking fresh out of the paint barn, looking gorgeous. And I think the Look caption was. The caption was that you can that we can all relax and stop appreciating or something to that effect. Yeah. Uh, now I know we talk about paint and finish quite a bit here on the geeks. Um, I think the OP said let it let it go, man. Yeah, it's not about letting it go. So, um, <laughs> and and then the one of the first responses was uh, was another photo of a a war weary uh, F4F Wildcat. Um, so y- yeah, you're seeing 
you know, two uh, two points of view there. You know, you, you're looking at an airshow bird, privately owned B-17, which if I owned a B-17, it would be pristine and clean and well-maintained. Um, if I were flying a B-17 in World War II and expecting to get shot down next week, I probably wouldn't sweat the small stuff so much. Uh, you know, I'm not going to be out there polishing the wing leading edges to see if I can gain a couple of knots of airspeed or something like that. Um, so, so when it comes, of course, when it comes to modeling, we're looking for realistic effects uh, for the most part, right? Not all of us. Some of us like a fresh, clean, uh, just a representation of that aircraft as it, as it, as it is, you know, as it, as it would appear being rolled off, off the assembly line. Um, the other, the other uh, side of the, the other end of the prism is, is, is the guys that like a, a fully weathered, dirty aircraft. Um, that's kind of where I, I'm, I'm somewhere in between because I, I don't go to the extreme of, of weathering. Uh, I like some chipping and some streaking and some exhaust, of course. Uh, but I, I don't, I haven't tried probably just because I'm afraid of my own inability to pull it off is, you know, I, I'm looking at this P38 book that I just picked up you know, and some of the weathering effects that are going on in there is where I want to get to. And that's one of the reasons I bought the book. It was like, okay, these guys break it down Barney style on how to get to there. So that's, you know, I'll buy the book and, um, you know, and go that route and follow their techniques and, and try to achieve the effect. Um, you know, most of the time though, um, I get uncomfortable with going, crazy with the cheese whiz, like we say, uh, you know, so I'll, I'll, I'll throw a few scratches on the thing around the, uh, access panels. I'll, I'll, I'll do some streaking on the underside and, and then leave it, leave it from there, you know? Yeah. I think Whitey, so when I, you know, like you said, we've had this conversation before. I think the ultimate, um, so what about this topic is do whatever you want to do, you know, don't, don't shit on somebody because they don't want to do what you like to do. You know what I mean? Which we don't do that. We're all of us are kind of like, Hey, whatever, whatever floats your boat. Now, you know, me personally, I don't like the clean, uh, pristine, you know, uh, sort of die cast toy look because I like using the airbrush. I feel comfortable weathering. In fact, that's what I can't wait to get to the more layers and the more weathering I can do to the model the more fun I'm going to have. But, you know, there's certain folks that they don't want to do that. don't want to mess with it. And, you know, uh, folks that have come up to me and they're like, how do you, from what I can understand is it's not that they don't want to, it's just that they don't know how to like they, yeah, that's kind of where I stand, you know, I make it look realistic. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Without looking like overdone or. I, yeah. Cause I, I've had guys there, they're just like, how did you do, you know, this or that effect? And then I kind of list all the steps that I do. And most of them say, oh, well, I'm not doing all that. <laughs> that's, that's, that's way too much. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, but, but that's just me though. That doesn't, that doesn't mean that you have to do all those steps that I'm doing. You can do a couple and, once you, but I get it's it's all the fear of the unknown, and that's why a mule is so freaking important. Take the mule and 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 go to town and try some of these techniques on a on a piece of scrap wing or whatever. And if you screw it up, so what? You know, you know. It, it's so the first time I, God, I'm going to date myself now because we're going back here probably 
seven years or so, one of the first meetings I went to back at the uh, museum, and Scott, I specifically pulled you aside. I think you had your A4 there. I can't remember what it was. I asked how you did that appreciating, and we talked. And what I did was I actually had a piece of sheet styrene, and I scribed yeah. panel lines in it in different <laughs> yeah. in different angles and started in different corners trying that technique each uh, in each area, right? And it was all modeled in different colors and different, yeah. but trying to do the, the thin paint, the, the dark appreciating uh, to try and bring it out to make it look right. And you're right. I mean, just a mule or even cheaper. If you, if you don't want to spend the money or, or take a kit that you have in your coveted stash, buy a $4 sheet of styrene and just scribe lines <laughs> yeah. in it and, and go there. Yeah. That's what I did. Yeah. Yeah. I, I th again, I think it, uh, I, and I, I think, you know, probably I'm not here to speak for all of us, but I'm, I mean, I think we all agree. Like it's, a, if you want to do die cast, do die cast. It's your if prerogative. You, you know, that's it, you, you know, good. Good on you. Have fun. Have fun. It's all about fun. But, um, I always kind of get, uh, just a little, you know, I'm kind of like, uh huh. When it, I, I'm never going to say somebody, Hey, you should be doing it this way, or you should be doing it that way. That's, that's just not, that's just not what we're about, you know? Um, and I think that's more like what some of the, when the arguments start flowing back and forth, people get real passionate about this stuff. Folks, it's fricking plastic models, man. <laughs> you know, it ain't rocket surgery. And, <laughs> build it and so, how you want to build it. Yeah. You know, but, but, but the thing is like, if you're, if you want to try, cause some of the techniques, even me, the first time I try some new technique, I'm like, Oh man, I hope I will see how this goes. And sometimes I'm like, well, that didn't go very well. <laughs> Yeah, but I learned from it, you know, what, and then so one of my favorite techniques that I think I probably picked up from you, Scott, is, um, you know, when you do like a single color airframe, um, yep. <clears throat> my sea Harry over there comes to mind or even just looking at the cover of this uh, lightning uh, book with the with the all drab yeah. upper side is using the uh, the whites or the grays to mask off a panel. And then yeah. just lightly hit them pan individual panels to break up the, yeah. The, so you don't have a monochromatic. Like we were just talking about the SR seventy one, and and Darren's afraid of shooting an all black airplane. And the key to it is not to shoot anything black at all. And there's not, you know, we were looking at that SR seventy one up at the museum a couple of weeks oh, ago, man. and it there's so much going on on just that quote black finish that we're looking at. Um, Amen, you know, you brother. Could, yeah. You could you could you could be shooting shooting grays and whites at that thing all day long, and even uh, really dark blues. In in fact, that's what I would probably shoot first is a a dark blue, um, you know, base coat maybe, yep. and Absolutely. go from there. You know, I wouldn't even ever even touch black with it, man. When I did the 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 cowling on the roof, that's what I used. I used uh the Tamiya uh whatever the darker blue is and that's yeah, what I yeah. that's I I actually painted the whole cowling the blue first and then I came back with really thin black and started adding different variations and so cuz the cuz the cowling's not black according right. to all the Japanese expert and they're yeah. like nope it's not black it's it's a funk it's a blue hint tint to it yeah and yep. uh you know and you could thank goodness you could by me painting the 
the cowling blue first and then just started adding some darker shades and whatnot. Dude, it just, it looked exactly, it, it looked cool, but I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I didn't mm-hmm. certainly, I certainly didn't take the easy way out and just paint it black, you know? Yeah, no, no. And, and I think with one of the biggest things and Darren, you're going to freaking, you're going to strangle me again for this one, but it's the Prismacolor pencils, man. I, I wish I'm not I could. You for I, that. Wish, I just want to learn how to, to, learn how, to do that technique. But it's it's so simple. The problem is like with that particular weathering, it's you have to do it on a super flat surface. Not flat meaning not curved, but a matte, you know, <laughs> no gloss. Because they don't work if you try them on semi gloss or a gloss surface. And so no, I've it, had they, they need something know? to grip to. Yeah, yeah. Um so like Prismacolor pencils, man, I mean, take out your mule, take out a piece of styrene, paint it a, a matte color, and I have like 30 different shades of Prismacolors that you can use to do all kinds of shading with. And who did I learn that from? Zamorbide. Daniel Zamorbide. I saw him using those different colors. Now, I've been using a Prismacolor pencil for 20, 30 years to do chipping, but I never thought about, oh, well, what about shading? So guess what? If I don't feel like masking a panel, I'll take one of my lighter shades of a Prismacolor and I'll just color in the panel and then use a Q-tip to blend it in. Boom, done, you know? And you can, it's just, it's kind of having the imagination to try new stuff. I'm into that. Some people are not. Some people, they they just either A, they can't get it to look right, so they give up. Or B, they just don't like it. Like, I've had some people come up to me. It, they're like, oh, is that your whatever? Yeah. And they're like, eh, you kind of went a little heavy there. I'm nice. They're like, nice paint job, but that's a little heavy for my taste. I'm like, well, oh, okay. Uh, I mean, show me one of your models. And, uh, you know, like typically uh, they'll show me one of theirs. And I'm like, oh, that looks cool, you know, but... It's, uh, I, I just, man, I, 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 me personally, I love the beat up super weathered, um, you know, even more extreme than maybe what a realistic finish would look like. Cause I just think to and pull I mean, that, pull that off, it's tough. I think you have to like to do it as well, you know, and maybe you learn to like to do it or you don't yeah. like, I don't. When I approach it, I really I'm not feeling excited about it at all. You know, I'm like, all right, I I gotta add some weathering to this thing, or else it's gonna look like a toy. That's kind of what yeah. that that's what my head is. You know, God, I'm like, yeah. all right, I gotta do whatever I can to not make this thing look like a toy. So that's where I stop weathering. I don't get excited. I'm not like, oh god, I can't wait to get up tomorrow. So, so hold on, let mix. me let me ask you. <laughs> let me but let me ask you. So this is really interesting though, because. Cause you do weather your stuff, but yeah. what is the hesitation? Like what? what Screw is, it up. Uh, because okay. I'm at you're at the finishing phase, man, and that is, and, and you can always that's me with back. armor. I'm the same way with trying to weather armor. I'm like, I build it, I look at the thing, I go. Oh, you just no. have to stand on the other side of the room and whip mud at it, man. You go. Well, no, see, that was my mentality before, and that's just not true. Because <laughs> no, it, I know it goes not. right back to art to to uh, aircraft. I mean, it's just not true. There, there's the, an art to it. That's oh, the coolest is. part about the weathering is that. I screw up every single model I build. I, I goon up the weathering and I just yeah. do it again. Yeah, you, just, you, you can always you know get I mean? a do over. Yep. And then next thing I know, it's starting to have this character and these colors and these weird. I mean, the speckling, Whitey, like you and I talked about oh, on the roof. That, 
that's just like, I was like, well, I wonder what that would look like. Well, shit, here goes nothing. And I speckled that on there and I'm like, oh, yeah, man. Oh, and I was like, well, all yeah, right, that's one I have to here try. We go, you know, <laughs> and, and little stuff like that. And I think that, um, but see, but I had, so Gabe and I and Justin played around with that, like together to try to come up with, that's how we came up with that whole black, brown to me, a mix thing is it, and it's it, it, but it's, it, but you can't just, when I start weathering with that, like it's, I, there's a technique to it. Like if you just start trying to spray, it's going to run because it's so thin. Yeah. So it's going to spider like, yeah, it'll spider me. on you. And, and it's, so there's a very, um, distinctive pattern I'm doing with the airbrush when I'm, and, and again, probably all this stuff is like all of us, we've been building for years. So we take for granted our ability to use the airbrush or to mix paint or to weather. Even me, I'm like, Oh, weathering's easy. It's fun. Hey, it's not hard. Well, that's, I've been doing it for 40 years. So, you know, and, and that's my thing too. It's You've not been doing like it for 40 years. And you just found something new with your speckling every, I just found it out. Yep. You, All know. The, you know, but, but I'm not a, but you know, what gave me the speckling thing was practicing all that armor fricking crap, Yep. you know, and that's so, you know, now granted, I don't want my airplanes to look like tanks, but there are a few techniques you know, that well, I, at the end of the used. day, there are some out there that did their chip to shit and, and they're speckled and they're weathered and, oh. uh, there's still some armor stuff. Now you're not going to throw are. mud all over them. Right. Obviously, but no. some of those chipping. Uh, techniques that not that yeah. the uncle night shift uses absolutely you can well, use you can go too far too though because i've seen some that it looks like they used armor weathering techniques on an airplane like with the heavy I, duty like chipping I, and rust and and i'm like I, well i don't eh. know about rust but i think you could yeah. you could absolutely go from the metallics to the zinc chromates to the top color and you could use some of those chipping colors to make that Sure, but then warped. you can. Why do you know the? We're not going to go specifics, but why do you know the one I'm talking about? Right, the one where we're like, "What is that?" And we're like, "Who's?" Oh, no. There, I mean, yeah. there's something you can overdo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I kind of want if if we can real quick, kind of go back to the gist of it, and that was uh, of the the original post, the OP, right? Was yeah. Go ahead. It is it's kind of like my way or the highway and in, in comparing something that was brand new yeah. compared to something that has actually been used. You know, why do you and I we, we went down there this last deal with the hangar deck podcast and did the uh the uh military air museum. And I mean they got the, they got their F four sitting out there, F four U. They've got uh Oh, the 109 was the big one because we got to walk around that and take pictures and stuff. And yeah, that thing was pretty gross. gross. Well, it did around the engine cowlings, right? Yeah. Especially when they opened yeah. it up. But the rest of the airframe was was, was well, fairly yeah. yeah, they're not clean. chipped up. And, um, exactly. You know, they do over the course of the weekend there. You can just see after a couple of days of flying how dirty the sides are, yep. the exhaust, and yep. you know, operating off a grass field, uh, you know, how, how, the gear, how the landing gear can get looking too. And I mean, yeah, those things are meticulously maintained and kept clean. They are. Um, but over the course of a couple of days of air show flying out of that place, you know, you, you start seeing right away how uh, how fast, quote, weathering happens, you know. Yeah. And, and you know, 
Scott and I talked about this earlier. I, I was out here at the local uh, flying club uh, doing lessons, and I've got one particular aircraft that I fly in, and it it's just looked beat to shit. It's a Cessna 172, but it's still got bugs all over. It looks like shit. Yeah, yeah, I bet. And I went out there two days ago to fly, and it, it looked like it just been painted because it just got done washing. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, circumstances prov- uh, are, are, are present here, right? Mm-hmm. And, and like you said, the OG um, post was, you know, I'll be happy when the pre the, the shading and the weathering phase dies down, and it's like, I'll be happy when the diecast phase. I'm kidding, but I'm just <laughs> saying, like it, it's no, the same thing, it. you know. Yeah. It's like, and 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 so I think just all of us need to be real careful. Don't just don't crap on somebody else's method of doing. Now we all, you know, we'll we'll poke and all that, but. I would sure. never do that. I would never do that to them to their forever. You know, it's, nah. it's they can build whatever they want to build. They're happy. We have folks that they build all different kinds of. It's all about the varying. joy of melting the plastic and building it, man. There that's you go. It's, there you that's go. what it's about. There you go. You know, you build and finish and model how you want and screw what everybody else says. Yeah, man. It's I mean, so at the day. end of the day, <laughs> at the end of the day, it's on your shelf. You're the one that's looking at it, and if that's what you want to do, then freaking right. do it. That's right. You well, screw everybody else. There's enough of that crap in the world today. Everybody right? has an end and goal just, or an end state what they want, right? I mean, just like everybody else, we all have different views on things. Don't mean you got to go crap on somebody because they don't fall in line with your point of view. I mean, you know, and in a big picture thing, that's what's wrong with this sometimes is, you know, people, you know, just let someone build what they want to build as long as they're happy and they're getting some enjoyment out of sitting down at the bench at their hard day at work they come down they crack a coldie and they sit there and they <laughs> fucking melt some plastic together while listening to their favorite podcast yeah then so be it man that's what it all comes down to at the end of the day screw what everybody else says man well, first, you know? while listening to the Model Geeks podcast, and two, <laughs> well, I didn't want to, and, and, and two, quit pooping on other people because they're not building the way you want to. Yeah. Just be nice to everybody, man. Just be nice. Yeah. Per- personally, I hate pre-shading. I don't like that phase of build, of the build. Well, see, I think, <laughs> my wife doesn't like I, it either. I think I use some of that. I, I, I do pre-shade, and I post-shade. And I weather, and I Same. use oils, well, and Scott hates it that I use oils because Scott doesn't like no, oils. No, no, no. It's, it's not that I, I just, hate that you lo- use oils. It's it's not that at all. Yeah. I just, I, I think it's great that you use oils. I use the airbrush. Yeah. But it's not that I'm like, damn that Darren Cook for using those damn oils. What the hell's wrong with him? <laughs> My point is, is, uh, is that we're off besties in <laughs> It doesn't matter. I mean, I take some of the stuff Scott uses. I know Whitey's starting to use more oils now too. I think uh in 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 hey, Frodo's I, been over to White to to Scott's house to to do this and that. I've been over to Scott's house to do this. We all share in different techniques and it's a culmination of what just puts guess, our mind to the plastic. Guess who doesn't vision. mind doing decals anymore? Me. Why? Because I'm like I'm going to channel my inner whitey and I'm going to use nice decals. <laughs> I'm not going to use crappy decals. Lo and behold, guess what? I actually enjoy putting decals on now because I found a system that works. And that was the thing I like had to push through and overcome 
not to be cliche, but kind of overcome my fears of silvering and overcome my fe- it's always it's that's that's why the the whole trepidation of folks like not wanting to weather or not wanting to do whatever technique whether it's decals or clear parts or sorry clear pots or whatever <laughs> and it's that fear of screwing it up it's like yeah, man. oh man i don't want to screw this up god dang and so i had to learn to push through and so now i've pushed through and i'm like I just, uh, I don't mind doing decals anymore, you know? And it's, I've had people where they're like, man, I just, I really didn't want to try the whatever technique, especially the post shading. That's one where people, they just, they don't know what color to use and they don't know how thin or thick. And typically it just looks a little, you know, off. And that is, that's a technique thing too, but you get some that are like, man, I tried it and I used your post-it notes and Man, I you know, tried to Windsor Newton oils and terpenoid and holy crap, it looks awesome, you know, but yeah, it's scary when you haven't done it before and boom, try it. Two things for me is I'm appreciator and I'm kind of like a black baser, but when I appreciate, I don't just stick to the panel lines. I'll go through and I'll hit the wing roots and stuff and I'll hit around engine areas and I'll hit around sp- spots on the where the crew climbs up and down from the airplane. You know, I'll hit those spots too, and then when I go to put the, you know, when and I use, put my and, and use on, more than black, you use yeah, brown, I'll use black, red, brown, I've even used gray, I've used red. I mean, not, engine and oil. I've used engine. around engines, I use a red orange mix. That I that's have. right. That, and, all that oil stains, right? So yeah, and also too, when I first started to post shakes, I'll, I'll be honest, with you, I didn't know what the hell I was doing, and. I had, it was an OV-10. I went over to Scott's house to give me a hand with this thing. And I was just like, what the hell am I doing wrong? You know, I'm looking at this thing. And he's like, hey, you're like, stupid. Your paint's too thick. You got to thin your paint. Because I was trying to paint over top of the paint rather than apply it as a filter. Yeah, that's a good way to say about it. Yep. To kind of lighten that panel up. And I was like, oh, son of a gun, man. And. And what do you know? I went back and I did that and it started coming out the way. I mean, I didn't solve it the first time. It took me a couple of models, but I got it figured out. And that was what my problem was, is my paint was too thick. And I was trying to, well, I was trying to cover the color again instead of, like you said, you know, apply a a filter. There's a video right there, airbrush filters. An airbrush filter, rather than brushing it on, we paint it on. I mean, that's really what I'm doing. You know, it's, you I mean, and it's because the filter is, it's, it's, it's fairly translucent. That's why it, people, that's why they lose the patience and the hair gets ripped out of the head because they're like, you know, they want it now. I want, I want to yeah. put the paint on and I want the result. Now. Like, no, you just mm-hmm. have to lightly build it up and you can control it. And once you get to playing with the technique, you're like, wow, I have so much more control with that thin paint, but you have to like what Frill was saying, you got to get, you have to get rid of the thought process of I, as soon as I put the paint on the model, I'm done. Like you got to build it up slowly builds up just like any other filter airbrush filters. We need to do a video called airbrush. And you know, if you're afraid to, you know, like, I don't want to try something, you know, you got to sack up and try it, man. Just try it. You got a lot of videos to do, man. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I know. You know, and if you mess it up, you can go back and fix it. You know, I Let's, just, but it kind of goes back to that whole, oh, I want it now. I want to get this model finished on Sunday. I want to start yeah. it on Saturday and I want it done on Sunday. What's the number and one rule? Patience. Patience. 
Amen. Let me go. Let me go back to the uh, new versus aged, and especially the uh, original posters picture. Yeah. Of a show type finish vice, you know, a real world finish. And, you know, the picture, and I don't want to go into details what it is because I don't want to lend credence here, but uh, let's, let's look at fine finished aircraft, like show aircraft, like Thunderbirds. When people say, oh, there's not a panel line on that jet. Bullshit. B.S. We we talked about this earlier when Whitey and I went back and forth with the pictures over uh, uh, the, our friend Hagen Klaus over at Detail and Scale taking pictures of Thunderbirds. What, about four years ago, five years ago, I guess. Yeah, he had a nice oh close-up shot of it. Like, And they're, yeah. they're filthy. And those panel yeah. lines were pronounced, and you could see the streak marks. And, you know, uh, newsflash, well, folks, I spent almost to- four years in the Blue Angels. I can tell you they were nasty. And when you go from like one day you're in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and the next day you're in Boise, Idaho, yeah, you ain't got time to clean an airplane. Those airplanes, yeah. we would show clean at the end of a show and get prepped for the next day, and we're out there with a Dixie cup, an acid brush, and blue paint, touching up fasteners <laughs> and <laughs> wiping stuff down with uh, dry wash, trying to get the airplanes, uh, you know, polished up for the next show. But oil streaks and panel lines, absolutely, they're there. Now, how do you replicate that in scale? That's the age-old dilemma, right? How do you bring that into where it looks like it's in scale? Uh, There's the whole billion-dollar question, my man. Here it is. You ready for this? Here's a simple answer. Have good references. Oh, there you go. Yep. And... Look no further. Go right to Detail and Scale. They have some really great pictures. Oh, they do. And if you're looking to do, I mean, if you're looking for, and that's what's, you know, I, not the, that I'm, you know, trying to plug Detail and Scale. I'm not, but they have good pictures. And they're the ones, that, and they're the pictures that model builders want, that, that, you know, that you want for your references. They have them. And you see, and I think also in that post, that guy even says, you know, hey, don't trust a museum airplane either, which I, yeah. I mentioned that in the last episode that, you know, you can't really put all your eggs in one basket when it comes to a museum. Well, I think a, a prime example of that, Frill, and unfortunately, well, both Darren and Frill weren't able to go meet Gabe, just Whitey and I were, were able yeah. to go meet him, but, you know, they had a couple of examples that I was pretty surprised at how authentic they looked. The P-38 is the one by far that I was so impressed with. That one really how does. Now, I bet yeah. you that when they pulled that sucker off the flight line, yeah. that's how it sat. It, they it, didn't, they, it is. It. You can see is. all that chipping by the cockpit. It has those individual rip, man. I just, I took a ton of pictures of that. I was just like, that's just awesome. But then you go look at the Tomcat. That is not what a Tomcat looks like. Not even go start, pull it out of the factory and go fire it up. Just test the engines. It's going to look dirtier than the way it looked in the, in the museum. So again, be very, very careful with museum, you know, but Hey, some people, they just, that's the look that they like. They like the museum. Look me. personally. I, I, that's not how I'm going to build mine, but I'm not going to, I don't care if somebody else goes and builds theirs, however they want to build them. I think, at the end of the day, do whatever you need to do and be happy and uh, 
And who cares what somebody else, like Frill said, man, who cares what anybody yep. thinks? Built it how you want to build it, man. I draw the line at anyone painting anything pink, though. Yeah. <laughs> we're not going to have that. If you want to paint your 109 pink or it, no, we're not. We're not standing no. for that one bit. No, if that, if that, <laughs> somebody that's brings, we're dying on. Somebody that, brings now, a, a pink 109 to PaxCon, they're gonna, we're going to show them the exit door. <laughs> Now want the whitey group build pink one oh nine. Pink one oh nine and one thirty two scale. One thirty two scale. <laughs> you know what would be a cool show category or like a show um contest category would be fifty shades of gray. And it is just an airplane that has fifty shades of gray on it. Fifty shade oh yeah, just like a <laughs> TPS scheme airplane. Because you know how you have Fifty Shades of Grey on that sucker sometimes. Pretty much. Yeah, man. Yeah, you know, there's like, like what Scott, when he did his F-14, he had like, what, 15 different shades of grey on that thing? Yeah, a bunch. A bunch. Same with the A-6. Just It's just like tons. Tons and tons. I mean, that's what gives it the, the character, you know? And th- the more yeah. colors you add on there, the better it's going to look, you know? But... All right. Well, to to bring this topic home, I will. I'll end by saying this: this T thirty four over here behind me is going to be painted yellow, and I guarantee you, I am not appreciating this thing. (laughs) (laughs) I learned my lesson. Yellow and appreciate. I learned my lesson there once. So, if you're painting something yellow, I would do. Go what? Post shade with XF four. I'll see. Yeah, I'll see how I go with it. Uh, there is some great photos out there of these things in service, um, particularly on the OD replica in scale. Or black anti-glare panel. Uh, the reference photos I got for the softly ones are black. If I did a whiting field one, those, all those photos that I have are OD. But I kind of like the look of the OD, so I don't know. I'll, I I'm gonna, I'll see it, see where I where I come out on that. Um, but anyway, good talk, man, and. <clears throat> You know, God knows it comes down to personal taste, I guess, when you're building building stuff and and what yep. you're comfortable with doing. Um, I'm really not comfortable like with with heavy weathering, uh, just because uh, I don't want it, to. It's again, like I, like I mentioned earlier, it, it, it's not a, a process of, in the build that I get excited about, man. Uh, I, you know, I want to I want to do it. I want to make it I look agree. good, but I don't. Uh, but it's it's nothing. I I'm like I kind of dread it. And it's probably because I don't practice it enough, and that's probably where I need to improve uh, in my in my modeling is 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 there. And, Why do you should you should come over to the house, and uh, we'll pull out a mule, and I'll show you like all the different stuff that I do weathering wise. Hell yeah, and, let's do it. I mean, just come we'll on, film up. it. Yep. Yeah, I was going to say, video that yep. sucker. <laughs> Just come on over. We'll we'll have Darren. We'll, we'll all come over, or we'll go over to Darren's where he's got the the film stuff set up and we'll do, I mean, let's go ahead and do it. And, and I'll bring over a whole, well, Darren's already got my mule sitting at his house and we'll go over all the different techniques that I use and using the airbrush and all the other stuff that I've, that I hey, that man, do when I build. I'm game. Let's, let's, cool. you know, put it in a memo. Yep. yep. <laughs> Sounds good. An area that I'm not comfortable with is chipping oh, with man. the hairspray or, with the chipping fluids and stuff. I just don't, th- I tried it one time when I was doing that 262, the hypothetical bomber thing for yeah. our March Madness build two, three years ago. And I wanted to chip, you know, chip up the bomb because the bomb, German bombs were gray. And I wanted to show one kind of like chipped up a little bit. And 
I sprayed some of that chipping fluid on it and just doing the water thing and I couldn't get it to look right and I just ended up stripping it and just whatever. But that's something I wouldn't mind because I like to dabble in armor every now and again. I'll admit it, I'm a closet armor guy. <laughs> some of the stuff's just kind of cool and I'm like, man, that'd be really neat, you know, to and so you just need to own it like I do with my car stuff, man. Yeah, you know, I'm like I'm not afraid. You are afraid. Own it. I'm primarily an aircraft guy, though. I, I love and the not one one forty four scale. I love the armor stuff, and I it it what really lit the fire under under me was um, Uncle Night Shift, man. Thanks yep. to him, because I saw that chipping by hand video, and I'm like, I got to do that. And so I picked a kit just so that I could use that technique, and I did the hairspray chipping and all that, and it it I learned so much on that on that build unreal how much i learned and you know and that's the last tank that i've built <laughs> a while back because i've been all jazzed about building aircraft you know but i, I still i got like 10 tanks sitting in the old stash because i'm like oh ooh, ooh, yeah 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 i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that and then a new aircraft kit comes out and then i go build it <laughs> anyway all right I guess we can wrap it up, take it home. We're about at the two-hour mark. Um, there you go, folks. Episode 44 in the books, man. Thank you guys for sitting down and listening in. You know, before we close out real quick, I want to mention I posted the picture that I had of the A6 with the trim unit. Yep. Yep. And because Cat 4 just came out with a resin one, and the attack aircraft of the U.S. Navy and Marine Corps covers the a6 from detail and scale and it has a picture of an a6 flying with it and it gives a description of the trim pod and what it was used for so head over there and check that out there you go all right i good. know there were a lot of questions about it and there's a lot there was of, and uh, i wanted to make sure i got on here and uh you know point point our listeners in where they could find information on it very cool Another episode in the books, folks. I hope you all enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed sitting here discussing the hobby and everything else. And we want to thank you for making us a part of your valuable bench time. I hope you can join us for our next podcast. And for now, be excellent to each other. Go to a show. Build a model. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, weather. Build it man. how you want it. And get, to the, get to the bench and build something, folks. Out from the geeks. Good night, everyone. See ya. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.